So, welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. This is, my name is John Keeley, still joined in studio in the Come and See studio here in Adabai, and Lorraine Shane's on the Skype line. And of course, we've got Dr. Jesse Rogers joining us this morning. And um, thank you very much, Ned, uh, Dr. Jesse, for coming to join us. And she, uh, Jesse said she's going to share with us some thoughts on Lent and so on and so forth. Maybe the first thing I might just pose to you, um, Jesse, and then go whatever you want to after that. Um, some people might be asking the question, those um, people who may be not too acquainted with, with the Catholic Church, maybe, what's the purpose of the journey of Lent? What's the purpose of Lent? I, I like the way you asked that question. You said, what's the purpose of the journey of Lent? And I think, I mean, that's exactly what Lent is. It's a journey toward the mystery of Easter. And um, in Godly Play, which is the way I do um, scripture and liturgy, um, it's a program for scripture and liturgy with children. Um, when we talk about Lent, we, we talk about how important it is to get ready to come closer to a mystery. And Lent really is a journey to help us get ready for Easter so that when Easter arrives, it's not like um, it hits us out of the blue we haven't given it a moment's thought, and then it's over before the immense richness of what Easter is about can really can really penetrate um, our hearts and our minds. And so really, Lent is just a long, slow journey of getting ready, of paying attention, of, um, I'm sure a lot of people who know something about Lent would connect it with penance, you know, people have this idea that Lent is uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a journey where you're you're trying to get rid of things that get in the way of you being able to listen for and to meet Jesus, particularly at that magnificent time of Easter. So yeah, so Lent's a journey. Lent's a time for um, getting ready. It's um, I think it's a it's a very good time to be um, to be thinking very carefully and praying about where we are in our lives and where we're going in our lives. Maybe if I can just tell you a little bit about my own discovery of Lent. Yes, please. Um, mm. Because I grew up in a tradition that didn't have Lent. I didn't even know what Lent was. Um, I grew up in South Africa in um, the Reformed tradition, and back then we didn't celebrate Lent at all. And I can remember um, Easter being something special, but as I was saying earlier, I just remember it, it would kind of come and go almost before you noticed it. And um, by the time I came to Ireland 11 years ago, obviously I'd heard of Lent and I, I would have known in theory about a little bit of the practices. But I can remember I was teaching at Mary Immaculate College and um, the first Ash Wednesday, I remember seeing somebody walking past very immaculately dressed and thinking, didn't they realize that they, they've got a smudge on their forehead? And then fortunately not saying anything and seeing a couple of smudges on people's foreheads and thinking, oh my word, I think something important is happening here. And basically I came to Lent, um, as I said at the beginning, being that clueless about what Lent was about, um, having somebody come around on, um, on Ash Wednesday. And um, I think I'd cooked, I'd cooked meat 
you know. So for me, the, the idea of the, I think a lot of people know the rituals and they know the, um, what one does, but don't really know kind of what, what lies behind it. Well, I came to Lent, as I say, completely clueless and had to learn at the same time what it is that we do, but also what the meaning of it is. And I think it's because I had to kind of work, work quite hard to, to make sense of Lent that um, I now find it such, um, such a rich season or a um, few weeks in the church year. Mm. Um, there's, there's something about that invitation that Lent gives us to slow down, to declutter. I know that's quite a, um, um, a fashionable thing to do. But I know in terms of, like in terms of one's life, um, often there's, it's kind of like there's very little space in our life for God. And I experience that even though on one level, sort of most of my life seems to be about God. You know, I teach um, theology and scripture and I do a lot of that kind of thing. But one can become so busy and so cluttered that there's, there's something... Um, there's something very attractive about what Lent encourages us to do, to stop and think, what can we, how can we make space in our lives? What can we give up? That's kind of how I understand um, the, the giving up piece of Lent. Um, not, not a, it's, it's, it's partly about you want to maybe develop new habits, but it's not about just choosing your favorite thing and saying, I'm not going to eat that for six weeks. But it, it's, yeah, it's kind of finding a way to, to create space in one's life um, for God. So um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's in the past given up things like um, some aspect of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it's, not, it's not just to give up something for the sake of it. It's just really to... To, to create to create space in one's life, so that as you come toward Easter, um, you, you're really preparing to meet God, to meet the Lord in a very in a very special way. I don't know if that makes it does. It does. I, I, you know, I, I like what you mentioned there early on, Jesse, where you mentioned uh, right at the start is an ideal time to get to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I assume the way one can do it, one of the ways one can do that is if you go to Mass, for instance, maybe daily Mass or, or, or Sunday Mass, mm-hmm. but uh, may, maybe pick up the Word of God, maybe get to, mm-hmm. to read a few passages, maybe listen into some little links or podcasts that might come on the radio. But, but I like the idea about getting to know Jesus rather than just giving up something. So ways and means you think, uh, I mean, have you had any particular ideas yourself on, on how, how to get... Well. My, um, my, I don't know, just want to call it intentions or whatever for, for Lent this year, as I say, that the one thing um, that I've committed to do um, is to pray the examine. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's a, um, just each day, um, I, I, I try around midday, but um, I'm not very good at remembering when exactly midday is, but set a, setting aside a time each day, just a short time, um, to stop, to just thank the Lord for, um, for his love. I kind of stop with that for a moment. And then 
the, the way I do it is I just say, for what am I most grateful today? Or what, what has made me feel the most alive? <coughs> and then something comes to mind and I thank the Lord for it. And then I say, what today, for what today am I least grateful? Or otherwise, what today um, has made me feel like life was draining out of me? And then something comes to mind and um, I just bring that to the Lord. It may be something that, um, that I'm just sad about and then I just tell that to the Lord. If it's something I feel bad about, I might um, ask for forgiveness, whatever it is. But I just spend that few minutes just becoming aware of God's love, um, noticing what I'm grateful for, noticing what I'm not grateful for or what I'm sorry about or um, disappointed in, just bringing it to the Lord and then just saying, um, step it going forward, Lord, um, help me to see what you want me to see and to do what you want me to do. And I find it's something I do off and on, um, but the reason I've decided to do this for Lent is because it really helps me to make space for to make space for meeting the Lord in a way that's very practical. It's very um, it's easy to do, and it really does make a difference to how I'm living kind of my everyday life. It's amazing the little things I notice. Um, if I can just maybe just give you one example, which um, fed into um, what I've decided for for Lent is to stop. Um, kind of checking news headlines. I like to read The Guardian. But I notice when I kind of pray, and I said, Lord, for what am I not, you know, for what am I least grateful? Or what do I feel is sapping my life? And I realize that, you know, when I'm reading what the politicians in the world and Brexit and Trump, and um, it's just, I become discouraged. I become frustrated. Um, in a way, that's not... It's not empowering me to change the world or to change anything. It's just making me frustrated and angry. And the little invitation is there. During Lent, why don't I give up those little habits, like checking news headlines too often, that do nothing for me except send me into that space where I'm feeling discouraged, um, where if I'm going to react to somebody it's probably going to be, you know, a cynical comment about the state of the world. I'm not going to be bringing life and joy and hope to others. Um, yeah, I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but that's one of the things I've decided to do um, individually on my own for, for Lent. And then if I can, something I'm, um, well, the, the first time we'll do it is, is tonight. <laughs> so I'm not sure how it'll go. But what I'm planning to do um, with the family is um, this thing called Stories of God at Home. Again, it's linked to this way of doing um, scripture with children called Godly Play. But it's designed for each each Sunday evening around the table, we'll just take um, a, I've got a, um, six, six images of the life of Jesus. And we just take a bit, um, a few lines to remind us of the story. And then, Around the table, we wonder about how our stories link with that story. Um, so, like what we'll be doing um, this evening, the, the first Sunday evening of Mass, is 
just with the thing. You know, in the beginning, the baby was born and um, the birth of Jesus. And then I'll just say, I wonder if anyone around this table was born. And it'll just open us up to start talking about what, what I remember about the kids' births, what the stories that they remember. And it's just a way of linking faith and kind of our everyday family stories just in a way that's very, 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 very natural. But I'm hoping that in that journey that I will be taking as a family in Lent, it'll just give us a way um, to be to be bringing our faith and our everyday um, and our stories as a family kind of all together into conversation. So that's the kind of thing that I've decided that um, that I'm um, committing to for for Lent. Beautiful. What it reminds me of there again, the thought came to me that you're, you're really opening up the space and, and allowing God to come into that space. And that's maybe yeah. what we sometimes don't do so often, do we? We, we, we? we clutter the space with our own stuff. Yes, absolutely. And I, I love that image that you use of opening the space. Because I think even in Lent, we can take on, we can decide we're going to do things in Lent that actually might seem very um, disciplined and spiritual, but might actually be putting burdens on us that pull us away from having space for um, having space for for God and for others. Um, you know I can imagine you know if, if we if we want to be very um, rigid about we're going to do this and not do that i can I can imagine it's easy to do that in a way that makes us quite self-absorbed. So we're either proud of ourselves that we haven't managed, you know, to eat anything decent, <laughs> or we're angry with ourselves for, for failing. But it's because we're not thinking about opening spaces for God. What we're doing is thinking about what we're doing and not doing. So ironically, sometimes trying to um, be very diligent about penance during Lent can make us quite self-absorbed, which I think is the opposite of the, the Lenten journey that we should be taking. And the other thought that came to my mind there was that experience of maybe opening up during Lent to God, to the Lord, in mm. whatever way it be, and your idea of the exam is beautiful, maybe that can also form part of our daily life from there on in. Yes. Um, Lent, because there is something, it's a... It's a kind of a, it's a limited period of time, but it's actually long enough to create good habits. And I think that is actually one of the one of the benefits and one of the gifts of of Lent is that you you kind of decide, okay, this is what I'll be doing um, during Lent. But by the time you've done it for six weeks, mm. if it's if it's something that is life giving, um, or you know, or something something that's enriching. And some, in a way that's helped you, either to, to to meet with the Lord, or it's helped you to be kind of more open um, and noticing others in your family. Whatever whatever it is, you've been doing it long enough, if you've been more or less faithful at it, so that it can actually start becoming a habit. Um, I I would hope that from one length to the next, it's not like we're kind of back at square one. You know, we're, we're building. Mm. We're constantly uh, building on our journey. 
And I suppose, you know, maybe just one final thought too, that there are going to be times because we're human when, as you said, you might forget it's midday, your clock might be working correctly uh, and you might forget that examined prayer, but that's okay. I mean... Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that's what I was saying about the... about Lent not being about us. You know, so if, if, if I forget something or if I, if I give in to my craving for chocolate or whatever... Um, I, I think anything that's going to kind of force, sort of make me look at myself, whether it's in pride or in beating myself up and take my eyes off the Lord, that's not the right response. So yes, when we, you know, we, we do it more or less well and we thank the Lord for giving us the strength and when we, when we, we break whatever our, our Lenten commitment was, it's just get back on the saddle and, you know, just... And just gets, yeah. <laughs> and maybe a good way of doing that, you know, maybe just one final thought there is maybe ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. Rather Absolutely. Than, even, mm. even, I would say, in knowing what it is that we should be giving up or taking on or being open is, is actually, you know, ask, ask the Holy Spirit. You know, give me the... Give me the idea. Give me the, the, the little flash of inspiration. And then, of course, once you have that, to act on it um, and, and to take the step. Dr. Jesse, thank you so much for sharing those thoughts with us. Are you going to stay with us for the Gospel Reflection, please? Yep. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. So in the meantime, we're going for our second piece of music. And this one is entitled The Lenten Song, sung by Michael John Poria. So let's hear this. And forty nights Will you walk the path of sacrifice For these forty days And forty nights Will you walk the path of sacrifice Or will you turn away Where I 
speak a word to restore your soul and a promise of a coming day when I 